Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Custom Inc. is an awesome way to recognize employees, thank customers, and outfit your teams with their favorite products and brands customized with your logo. CustomInc.com lets you make your mark on water bottles, backpacks, polos, jackets, and a ton more. Custom Inc. is your go-to custom gear partner with great customer service, quality products, and all-in pricing along with personalized help when you need it and an easy-to-use website when you don't. Oh yeah, and everything is 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Check out what we can do for your business at CustomInc.com. Welcome back, everyone. Stephen Lancaster is our special guest. His website is www.monstervisiontv.org. And uh, we've been talking to Stephen about his newest book entitled Norman, which is published by our good friends at Llewellyn Worldwide. And uh, Norman can be purchased on any of the online bookstores, brick-and-mortar bookstores, through uh, Stephen's website, which is, once again, www.monstervisiontv.org. Stephen, great having you on the show. Uh, tell us how you and your teams do your investigations. Well, surprisingly, probably to most, um, the first part of it is, of course, gathering all the information from a potential client. Right. Uh, you know, it, this day and age, there's no reason somebody can't film with a cell phone mm -hmm. or, you know, give us something, show us something. Because um, you, you have a lot of people that just have the TV on the brain, especially when they realize that's what you do. Um, so you try to weed that out. And then then we physically, I'll, I'll send a couple people out to talk to them, kind of feel them out, check out the, the situation, check out the location. Mm -hmm. Um First thing we do on location, believe it or not, is we do a psych evaluation. My, my degree is in psychology. Um, you know, you, unfortunately, you have to look for child abuse. You have to look for prescription drugs, you know, alcohol abuse. Sure um, we rule all of that out mm -hmm. before we even turn the lights off, so to speak. And uh, then it's like pretty much everybody understands you, you go in and you try to or we try to recreate and be the client. You know, if, if the client ex is experiencing this at a certain time of day, maybe yeah. it's at one o'clock in the afternoon, that's when we're there. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to be in the dark, in night vision. You know, I think people, people tend to lose themselves in all this technology and they forget the fact that your client didn't have a $30,000 thermal camera. Right. They, they experienced this with their eyes and their ears, the end. You know, and that's the the first thing that, that you use. Sure. And then if you can document it, that's what all that other stuff's for. Let, um, let me ask you something. As a psychologist or someone who has studied psychology, is there a common thread between the people who have these experiences, whether it's a visual encounter, whether it's the feeling, whether it's, uh, you know, experiencing the paranormal, and people who don't? I, I would have to say, yes, there is. Um, it's not a general rule. Yeah. There, there's always exceptions to that. Um, but a, a large portion of my cases, uh, they, they've had some sort of uh, tragedy or, or depression or 
know, exaggerated stress, you know, something that is emotionally charged. What I equate it to is the same thing, you know, when Star Trek, when the shields go down, the enemy can attack. And this is what I what I kind of um, use as an analogy that when a person has a a personal crisis or something in their life that lowers their their um, their shields, this is when a lot of negativity can can enter. And this is what I believe to be the the onset of paranormal experiences for them. I, I agree with that, and, and you know it's vulnerability. Yeah. You know, and when somebody's vulnerable, um, they're they're more. Uh, apt to experience these things, especially on the negative side of it. Um, but it works the other way too. You can be emotionally charged, you know, in a happy way, Mm -hmm. um, in a positive way and, and experience the same thing, you know, nine out of 10, it's benign and it's just something trying to communicate, or maybe it's not even trying to communicate at all. It doesn't even know you're there, Mm -hmm. you know, but it's that energy, you know, we are a bioelectrical organism. Yes, we are. We, we have electricity in our body. And one thing science has taught us that cannot be disputed is energy is infinite. So when we die, that electricity, that energy goes somewhere and does something. You know, religious sex will tell you it's your soul. That's what leaves and, you know, yeah. it goes to heaven or hell, you know, but regardless, it leaves and it does something. So energy connects to energy, just like magnets do. Magnetism. I, I always refer to it like a tape deck. You know, it uses magnets, magnetism to record and, and play back. And, uh, and I think that can be relayed to the, the spiritual realm. And, and I think the more charged you are, either in a positive way or a negative mm-hmm. way, can result in more activity. It can attract it. Where do you see the paranormal in, let's say, 10 years? I mean, the... the with all the investigators that are out there, with the increase of technology being tailored towards paranormal investigations, where do you see the the um, the world of the paranormal investigation being, for a lack of better words? I, I really hope there's a dry spell in uh, the paranormal programming. I hope the fad of that kind of dies down because it's done more harm than good. Really? It. Yeah, you know, you, when you have ghost adventurers and every episode it's a demon and every place they go somebody's being threatened, that's it's just not true. Yeah. You know, it's not that abundant. And it, it makes susceptible people out there believe that that's how it is. You know, I've, I've had clients when we pulled up ask us where the camera crew's at. Boy. You know, what I'd like to see, and I guess to answer your question, I don't think it'll be people that solve the problem. I think it's going to be technology that solves the problem. Is uh, it possible that right now technology is aimed at the wrong aspect? For example, SETI, uh, the search for extraterrestrial intelligence. They are, mm-hmm. you know, searching the universe using the techno- using the the guidelines to existence based on humans. Thank and you I- for saying that. You just took the words out of my mouth. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. That's exactly what I was going to say. The The problem our science has is we base everything on our own science. Exactly. Our, our own, you know, we, if it doesn't, if it doesn't have water and it doesn't have air, it can't survive. I call that baloney. Yeah. You know, that, that I believe we would be arrogant as a species to think that this is all there is. Whether you want to call it supernatural or paranormal, mm-hmm. there is other life out there. There, there, there's got to be. Yeah. And, and and like you said, I, and I've 
that's exactly what I've said in lectures. We cannot base everything on our science, you know, our biology. We can't do that. I also wonder, you know, people swear by Einstein that the speed of light, the fastest we can go, what happens to us when we die? What happens if Einstein's wrong? What happens in, let's say, in three months, somebody comes out with, the, with something new and exciting that proves Einstein was wrong? And that could very well sure. happen. And, and to, again, that's kind of something I touch base on in lectures is at one point we thought the Earth was flat. Yep. Sadly, some people still do. <laughs> uh, at one point we thought in order to prove a woman was a witch, mm -hmm. we'd throw her in a body of water. If she floated, she was a witch. So this poor woman would have to drown herself to prove she wasn't. <laughs> and another another point in time, we thought it wise to stand in a straight line with a, a rifle that only had one shot and shoot at each other. Yeah. You know, we have proven history has been wrong multiple, multiple, multiple times. And there's nothing saying that Einstein could be proven wrong. There's nothing yeah. saying there's going to be a new discovery 10 years from now that completely negates everything we thought was true. Yeah. You know, because it's history has proven that. That happens. Well, the biggest example I always use, Stephen, is that people still today believe that Christopher Columbus, in fact, the kids are taught in school that Columbus discovered the uh, North America. He didn't. He never stepped foot on North America. And it's a shame, too, yeah. because our educational system is so distraught. Yep. It depends on where you're, you're being taught. Exactly. You know, some, some schools live by the Christian Bible, mm -hmm. and they teach it as fact. Other schools teach evolution as fact, yeah. you know, and it makes you wonder why everybody's confused. That is so true. Listen, we've got about two minutes left. Again, thank you so much for coming on the show tonight. A great pleasure talking to you again. Congratulations on your newest book. But what are thank your you. final thoughts for the listening audience of the Exo Nation tonight, Stephen? Final thoughts. Yeah. Words read. of wisdom. <laughs> read. That, that is my word of wisdom. Read. Uh, don't rely on other people to tell you what to believe. Mm -hmm. Don't rely on entertainment and television. They're, they have an agenda, and that is to sell advertising and to make it entertaining. Yeah. Read. Read credible people. Read things that are rooted in, in scientific theory, you know, it's one thing to read a ghost story about somebody's encounter. They don't have to be a scientist to experience that, and it may be true. But the more you read, the more you're going to know, and the more you're going to know uh, what to possibly believe and what's just hokey, yeah. you know? One quick question for you. How can people decide, let's say somebody listening tonight who, you know, in another country, their house is haunted, a country that, that you know, is outside of your of your reach, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And they decide that they would like to have somebody come in and check their house. They go on the internet. How can they tell who's credible and who are, you know, some of these sensational people who, like you said earlier, you know, everything is either demo uh, demonic or, or something way out of whack. How do you find out who's who? Unfortunately, there's, <laughs> there's no real database. There's no guild. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, there's no board of directors. And, and you just got to read, you know, if, if you find somebody in your area, mm -hmm. you know, if, if you can't find anything in the past six months, 10 to one, they don't have the, the, uh, clout that they're boasting, 
you know, there isn't anything you can't find on the internet now. Steven? And, and, you know, look for people that have wrote about it. Look, look for people that, that, like I said, if you find somebody and, and, and there's nothing out there about them and they got their little website and it's one or two, you, you can tell a lot. You watch their videos, hear how they speak, you know, hear how they handle a situation. Would you want that person in your house? Stephen, I hate to do this, my friend, but we've run out of time. I want to thank you so much for joining us, Stephen. Continued success and exonation if you'd like to get Stephen's latest book, Norman from our good friends at Llewellyn Publishing, www.monstervisiontv.org and available at bookstores everywhere, online and off. We'll be back on the other side of this break as we continue here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone radio show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone broadcast network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere. 24-7-365. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simultv, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simultv. Simultv offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, sci-fi, and horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. We live in rapidly shifting times of extreme volatility and uncertainty. Such profound change brings a unique opportunity for the evolution of consciousness. I'm Gwilda Wiecka, host of Mission Evolution Radio Show, a program that explores the latest scientific developments and deepening spiritual truths supporting human evolution. Join me on XZBN.net, where I interview leading experts in science, physics, medicine, spirituality, and more. By applying divergent viewpoints to leading-edge topics, we uncover expansive and evolutionary truth to assist you on your path to enlightenment. More information and past episodes are available at missionevolution.org.
Welcome back, everyone. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell coming to you from our broadcast center and studios in beautiful Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Now, people ask me all the time, I get emails saying, Rob, where is Hamilton, Ontario? Well, if you're to take a look on a map, if you don't have uh, Google Earth, that is, and all you need to do is find Lake Ontario, the five great lakes in North America. Find Lake Ontario. Lake Ontario is the great lake that is the most easterly. Find the city of Toronto, and then go down the shoreline to Niagara Falls. You know, the famous falls? Smack dab in between, and what we call the Golden Horseshoe is Hamilton. And that's where we originate from, and we have been for, oh my gosh, we've been in the Niagara area broadcasting the X-Zone radio show. Well, let's see, this is our 28th year of broadcasting. So, I would say about three-quarters of the time of the show... We've been broadcasting from Hamilton. In fact, since 2001, we've been broadcasting from Hamilton, and uh, we're very proud of our city. It's a super city. We're known as the Steel Town here in Canada. And if you'd like to find out more about Hamilton, just Google the city of Hamilton. It's filled with wonderful information, and if you're in the area, drop into Hamilton. The most friendliest people in Canada, right here. Our guest this hour is Stephen Lancaster, and Stephen has been telling me and you and sharing his experience as a paranormal investigator. In 2007, he formed PIT, the Paranormal Investigation Team, which was later dubbed the Pit Crew. During its peak, the Pit had members and divisions in North Carolina, South Carolina, Maryland, Kentucky, Connecticut, New York, West Virginia, California, and more. Stevens appeared on A&E Biography, My Ghost Story, in 2011 and again in 2012. He's been interviewed on hundreds of radio shows, including the X-Zone. And in 2009, he published Paranormal Investigator, True Accounts of the Paranormal. And now he's got another book out entitled Norman. First of all, congratulations on your newest book, Stephen. And tell us about Norman. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, Norman was kind of an accident as far as becoming a whole book. Mm -hmm. uh, the the book deal that I had signed in 2012 was for a three-book deal that kind of just followed my investigations. They each each book chronicled basically each chapter was an investigation. Um, it was enough said, you, you know. You really couldn't elaborate any more than that. So it was nice in and out. Each chapter was a location and investigation. Right. And uh, I, they started pressuring me for the third book in the series, and Norman was just a chapter. And I started talking to my acquisitions editor and I said, look, you know, this is one of those cases where, you know, can I write two or three chapters, you know, on him? Because there's so much to say. Um, there's so much to share as far mm -hmm. as the research. And uh, anyways, to cut that short, um, they wanted a whole book on it. Wow. Um, once I sent them everything I had, they're like, wow, can you put this into a whole book? Or let's deviate from your format. You know, so it was a first for me um, to have to focus on one case for an entire novel and uh turns out in the little bit of time it's been out it's it's actually turning out to be my best seller in comparison to the other ones well congratulations um, again my friend thank you and, and it was also new to me because i had never subscribed to the idea of haunted objects um i always believed it was more of a trojan horse type thing uh-huh where uh yeah maybe this object's moving but something's making it move you know <laughs> That, that kind of thing. And uh, my uh, fiance and I are, are suckers for um, 
secondhand shops and antiques and vintage stuff I really love. And uh, I wanted this box, this old wooden box that right. I saw way up on the shelf in this an- antique store. And I pulled it down and opened the door, and there's this doll in it. Ooh. Never seen this doll before in my life. Didn't look familiar to me at all. But I wanted him because there was just something about him that, that made me want him. And uh, I asked the lady, and she didn't even know he was in it. And she's wow. like, how about $5, you know? And and uh, I'm like, this doll just, I can't believe the way he looks, you know? He looks like, I said he looks like hell. And <laughs> and she said, uh, well, you know, and th- you can't make this up. She said, well, you know, something that looks like hell was bound to come from there. I was like, oh, wow, you know, where's the music in the dark oh clouds? Oh, my gosh, in, yeah. You know? And we took it home, and uh, lo and behold, things started to happen at our house. Wow. Things like we what? couldn't explain, things like we what? couldn't blame the dogs for. And uh, it got so intense uh-huh. that we ordered a, an additional surveillance system, you know, one that we have that we take out in the field, and then one mm-hmm. we just put up all through the house. Right. To monitor the house 24-7. And I didn't want to believe it was this doll doing it, you know. But things kept happening, and it kept pointing in his direction. Yeah, but what kind of things happened? Well, at first it was subtle. Um, Usually is. You would hear something move, and you would turn around, and nothing would be there. You'd be the only one in the house, or Uh you would hear, you'd see something drop. Um, The first real solid thing that happened is I was actually on the computer writing, Mm -hmm. and something hit me in the back of the neck really hard. And I turned around, I looked down on the floor, and it was this little six-inch statue um, from Korea that is supposed to represent protection. Oh, some protection. (laughs) And uh, I rewound the, you know, I reviewed the surveillance. Yeah. And sure enough, you see this thing come across, come off the bookshelf across the entire room and hit me in the back of the head. Well, I've got to ask you a question at this point. You didn't do anything to tick your girlfriend off, did you? No. Okay. (laughs) No. so I was like, okay, wow, I got this on surveillance. Right. I immediately contact my, my fiance. Um, she was a nurse at the time that this happened. And, you know, I'm sending her the clip of the video through Facebook or something, mm-hmm. and she couldn't believe it. Yeah. Well, a few days after that, um, the grandkids were over, and I was babysitting them. They would sit here and in the bedroom and play Nintendo or whatever, and I would work on my book. Well, the doll, his real name is Matty Mattel. He was the mascot uh, for Mattel. He was released in 1962. He had his own little cartoon series and all that. This I learned after the fact when I researched him. Mm-hmm. I didn't name him Matty. I, I just said he doesn't look normal. Norman, you know, it just kind of came out. So that's how he got his name. And uh, my grandkids were here, Liam and Lindsay. And Liam was on the bed and Lindsay was playing one of her Nintendo games or whatever they play nowadays. And Norman was sitting up on the bookshelf. Well, they get my attention. They say Norman's on the bed now. I turn around, and sure enough, Norman's sitting on the bed. I didn't think anything of it. You know, they're kids. Sure. They, you know, I thought they did it. So I'm st- I keep working. <laughs> well, then I, I go to use the restroom, and then the kids start screaming. And they're like, Norman moved. Norman moved. And I'm like, come on, guys. And they're like, you know, review their surveillance. They're all into it. You know? Oh, and sure. I'm like, all right, like I'll humor them. What I saw is giving me chills now, and I haven't even told you. What I saw... Blow, it blowed my mind. Yeah, blew my mind. I'm sitting at the desk. Uh-huh. I get up and I go to the restroom. I come back. This doll was moving the entire time behind me. Okay, Liam is facing the TV, so his back is to the doll. Lindsay isn't looking at the doll. This doll turned its head 
in my direction, I guess, to see what I was doing or if I was looking, then mm-hmm. turned and looked at Liam, my grandson, and then looked down at the bed and then sat back up like he didn't do anything. Like he was just he just went inanimate again. Are you sure this isn't Chucky you've got there? <laughs> and uh, now what really adds to that is he is not mechanical in any way. He's one of the old pull string dolls. You know, it rolls a little rotary thing in there. Oh, yeah. Like my, my okay. kids my kids had the old Beanie and Cecil doll. Right. That, you know, like, or a Chatty Cathy doll where you pull the, the string exactly. in the back. Yeah. Nothing electrical about him whatsoever. Nope. In, in fact, his head looked down in that video. His head can't even physically do that. I couldn't even push it to get it to do that. It only goes left or right. That's all it does. So that sparked my curiosity. That's when I started pointing towards the doll. So I decided to actually run some experiments. I fixated some cameras on him. Mm-hmm. I put, um, they're, they're called ion testers. They, they measure um, ionic energy. Everything's got it. We've got it. And basically, they're these little black boxes with antennas on them. And why, when ionic energy crosses those antennas, it lights up. Yes. So you, you know it's there. Well, I placed one on his head. I placed one between his legs and one beside him. Ooh. These things lit up like a Christmas tree. All right, this is in the middle of the bed, so there's nothing electrical around, and he's mm-hmm. given off ionic energy. So then I do, do you know, electromagnetic field testing. Norman was giving off fields comparable to a refrigerator. Again, nothing electrical about him. Then what really sealed the deal for me is I pointed a temperature gun at him. This is all on video. I filmed it all. It was 74 degrees when that red dot hit him in the chest. Right. Within 30 seconds, it dropped to 54 degrees. So not only was he manipulating fields around him, he could control the temperature as well. That's when I started, okay, there is a spirit, entity, something controlling him or in him. And it just, you know, I don't want to ruin the book for everybody, but it it chronicles from the day we got him Mm -hmm. up until the... I had to finish the book, and we still to this day continue researching him. Um, what do you know? Ne- what do you know to about have something like that in your own home and to be paranormal researchers? Yeah. You can't ask for anything better than that, you know. But that is that is that a coincidence? Was it fate that you went into this this uh, this store and you spotted this box, and inside the box was this doll that you know makes Chucky look like a, 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 an amateur? Mind you, the, you know, your, your it's doll funny doesn't you say knife, that yeah. because the the early reviews of the book, a lot of people said the same exact thing um, wow. in their own words. Hey, listen, you and I have got to take our final break. Please stand by. Great talking to you, Stephen. And again, congratulations. Is your book available on your website? Uh, it is. You can get it on the website. You can go in any Barnes & Noble. You can order it off of Amazon. It's pretty much anywhere books are sold. And is it uh, published by who? Uh, Llewellyn Worldwide. Great people, Llewellyn. Good friends of the Yes, Excel. sir. Stand by, Stephen. Great talking to you. And uh, Exxon Nation, if you have any dolls in your house that start moving, give me a call. We'll blame Stephen together. This is the Exxon. I am Rob O'Connell. Stephen Lancaster is our guest. www.monstervisiontv.org. We'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. Oh, 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 oh,
broadcast studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, to the world and beyond. You're watching the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simul TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone radio show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone broadcast network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere. 24-7-365. Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jinnick's, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the Word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God, it was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God. And finally, after the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. Welcome back, everyone. Stephen Lancaster is our special guest for this hour. Exonation. His website is www.monstervisiontv.org. So, Stephen, this orb that manifest or trans, whatever it did, shape shifted. <laughs> how do you explain you it? How do you explain it? I I don't know. I. It's it's just so captivating to see, and, and even to this day, watching it, even mm -hmm. though I was there, even though 
I was a part of this. I, it's if it, if it would have came across the whole room, I, I think it would lose its luster a little bit. Right. Like, okay, that could have been somebody just walking across the room. You know, that that's how an onlooker, you know, mm-hmm. would would see. That's how I would see it. But the fact that you realize it's outside, three stories right. in the air, that that's you just it's hard to comprehend that but you see it you see it happen i mean you can't deny the fact that there was a figure yeah. you know 6 foot tall that that came across that room you know outside or you know came across those windows outside i, I don't know how you explain something like that what is you the know, history it, what is the history of the house we've heard multiple things the mm-hmm. the owner tried to dig up a lot on it uh what we do know as fact is there were three slave quarters. We located two of them. One of them was just crumbled to the ground. We, we discovered the foundation. The other two you could actually get into. Right. Um, we did discover uh, a lot of voodoo type. Um, I had to do a lot of research on this myself, but uh, ropes and stuff hanging from the ceilings in these slave quarters that Ooh. were tied in certain knots and to symbolize certain things in the voodoo uh, belief system, I guess. Yeah. Um, so there was definitely some, uh, bad mojo there, I guess. Um, we learned that a boy, when the, the property went, uh, vacant for a mm-hmm. long time and then a family took it over in the forties or fifties and their son had died. Um, he had there huge acres of, uh, soybeans and beyond that is the, the tree line and it's nothing but forest. And that's where the slave quarters were. Well, in that forest, there, there are numerous ponds. And he had drowned in the center of one of these ponds. And it was always said it was like something chased him out there and just stayed on the outer rim of the pond until he just couldn't swim anymore and he drowned. Um, That's the story that goes with it. But validating that's nearly impossible. We did find the kid's grave, so the kid did die but uh, at a young age. But what is there does not want anybody there. And long story short with that that is... uh, the guy who bought it with the intention to renovate it never mm-hmm. did. Um, once he saw all the footage we had, and people got hurt in this place. Um, people were shoved downstairs, um, cut. Uh, it's a, just a bad place. And I, if somebody were to tell me the same story, I wouldn't believe it. I'm a, you know, I got to see it to believe it, kind of thing. Uh, it's it's a place I'd love to revisit, but. Right. I wouldn't at the same time because it just, you just feel it when you walk in there. It's just negative all the way around. So let me ask you this, Stephen, when you and your crew go out and you do an investigation in such a place where there is a lot of negativity, how do you protect yourself from you yourselves having either a, an emotional or a physical contact with these entities as well as bringing them back home with you? Well, all three of those things happened. Um, Oh boy. I honestly could not with a straight face tell you there is any way to protect yourself from something like that. Um, I'm not a religious person, so I, I, you know, I don't discredit mm-hmm. anybody who is. Sure. But I'm not. So I, I walk in there I'm agnostic, I guess, but I don't believe that there's some ring of salt that can save me. I'm not saying that it doesn't work for other people. Yeah. But uh, emotionally, we'll touch base on that real quick. It changed everybody's personality. The more we investigated and researched this location, the more we'd come home negative, at each other's throats, completely out of character. I mean, the nicest people turned into not-so-nice people. And as far as the physical aspect, 
Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, there, there, there were investigators that were cut, like the, the infamous three slashes across the face. Wow. There were investigators that were pushed and shoved down the stairs, and I was one of those. And the way I describe it is it felt like when you try to put uh, two magnets together of opposite polarity, mm-hmm. you know how that, that force you kind yep. of feel? Yeah. That's what it felt like. It felt like this force of energy, this ball of energy hit me in the face, and I went down the stairs hard. I mean, like it just happened. Like you, it happened so fast you didn't realize it happened, and then you realize it did. And that was all on video. And we became admittedly obsessed with the place because it was producing such interesting stuff, interesting right. material. Um, and we were documenting all of it, and we could show people and like, look, look at what happened, you know. And the, mm-hmm. it, it was basically one of those places that you have the opportunity, maybe once in a lifetime. So you know? when you went into that location, were you aware that you or members of your team might, in fact, have physical contact with the entities and that you may, in fact, be injured? Not at first. No way. Um, I guess when it comes to the realm, that realm, mm-hmm. the realm we have no understanding of when it comes down to it. Right. We, you don't know what to believe. You know, when when you're at a location and you believe that you're communicating with, let's say, a child because it sounds like a child or uh, what they're doing is something a child would do, Mm -hmm. you know, playing with a ball or something like that. Um, You don't know for a fact that it is. You know, it could be just and I hate to say the word adult, but it could be an adult pretending to be or I mean, we just don't know. I mean, I'm a prankster, you know, I'm a, uh, in real life. I like to play jokes on people. And I'm sure in the afterlife, I'd be exactly the same, only better because I have attributes that we don't, <laughs> you know. And, and I often think about that. And when we first started researching the place, it was benign. It was playful. It We thought we were talking to this boy that drowned. Yeah. Because that's where everything was leading us to finding articles about the, the drowning um, that weren't there the last time we were there. I mean, wait, we looked through here. Why is this here all of a sudden? I mean, stuff like that. It was mm-hmm. all pointing to him. Sure. And then just one weekend, because we'd spend three or four days there at a time because it was such a distance to travel. And just one weekend, it just completely did a 180. And it just hammered all of us. Unreal. Unreal. And it, I mean, it's kind of like the spider, you know, you, you welcomes you in and... Mm-hmm. You just don't, you don't know what you're going to get. You can't with, always believe what you, you know, you just, sure. it's, there's no, there's nothing concrete, you know? I, I, I can hear frustration in your voice. I can hear wonderment in your voice. I can hear, you know, questioning in your voice. With all this evidence, what happened? Well, long story short, when it, when it really hit, mm-hmm. The dark part where I yeah. started seeing this transition in everybody and I started seeing people get hurt, including yeah. myself. Um, I called it. I said, look, we're done. The, somebody's really seriously going to get hurt. You know, this this is no joke. Mm-hmm. We've, I, I don't think we can take this any further. Beyond, I mean, we, there's been physical contact. There have been threats. I mean, we have everything we need. And we took like a three-month break. I said, let's take three months away from it. Let's see what happens. Because um, I I kind of have a belief that the more you research a, a spiritually active location, the more charged you become to it. Like when you take two paperclip or a paperclip and you rub it vigorously on a magnet. 
yeah. it temporarily becomes magnetized. So I believe, you know, after four or five days of being away from it, you started to feel better. You know, everybody was back to their normal self. Uh, wait, and, wait a sec. Hold on. Let's back up a few seconds. If you rub paper on a magnet, it becomes magnetized? A paper clip. Oh, okay. Like a paper a clip. Paper okay. Clip. All right. You know, and for a brief moment in time, yeah. you can pick up other paper sure, clips. You can make contact. Yes. Yeah. So I kind of take that philosophy into the paranormal field. Like, okay, the more that you mm -hmm. are involved in a spiritually active location, you become magnetized. Or do you become possessed? That That's a word I rarely use. Um, Why not? Well, because when you use the word possessed, it has uh, religious overtones to it. I never use the word demon. Okay. Um, I think... And this may be presumptuous, but I think people often put the label demon on things way mm -hmm. too fast and way too often. I believe if you are evil in real life, our life, the reality we know, yeah, um, 10 to 1 you're going to be the same in the afterlife. If you were a child molester or a rapist or a murderer, I doubt you flip a coin when you, be, you, know, you enter but, that realm. But what happens here? Do we separate the paranormal from religious philosophy? Does one counter the other? Does one negate the other? Well, see, and again, I mean no disrespect to anybody's I beliefs. Um, I wish I could have that faith. But yeah. the paranormal is a lot like religion. We can't prove any of it. And so how am I going to bring something into something, okay, how am I going to bring religion, which can't be proven, into something else that can't be proven? You, you see what I'm saying? It, but if you have this, if you have all this evidence, if you have the thermal imaging, you have proof, right? I have proof. I know it was there, but... And have show you that show that to 10 people? I mean, mm -hmm. it isn't anything a 14 year old with their cell phone can't recreate now. I know. But have you had the photo analyzed by an expert? Not the thermal imaging. Why not? Um, I, I don't know how you would analyze that. I well, mean, that's it, what the, it, that's why it, there are photo experts who have the knowledge. They have the experience. They have the software. I understand that it, yeah. it's it's a digital file. Mm hmm which I can't stand. I like to use film because film can be validated. It's oh. a lot easier to see if film's been manipulated than it is a digital file. Um, All right, stand by, Stephen. You and I have to take our news break at the bottom of the hour. Exonation, Stephen Lancaster is our special guest, www.monstervisiontv.org. Don't forget the X Chronicles newspaper is available for one and all with our compliments, the June-July edition at www.xchroniclesnewspaper.com. And we'll be back on the other side of this break as we continue talking about the strange, the weird, the bizarre, the paranormal here in the X-Zone with yours truly, Rob McConnell. Don't go away. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simultv, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simultv. Simultv offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. 
free video on demand, live streaming events from around the world, interactive online network, and much more. Tomorrow's TV today, Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. The new nonfiction book, Razor of Madness, is similar to cult movies like Clockwork Orange, Dragon's Tattoo, or The Other Side of Hell. Wayne Morin Jr. and Thomas Lee Howe will expose widespread and systematic deficiencies in this thought-provoking tell-all novel. Mind control rages among scholars in law schools. Human rights are ignored while thought reform and mental manipulation are accepted practices used as behavior modification. Dr. Louis Jolion West comes to mind. Media and public scrutiny shows that United States mental hospitals are in fact destructive murder industries. Razor of Madness Exposé Novel details this epidemic through an in-depth professional and personal investigation. For decades, there has been a revolving door policy that still releases killers and pedophiles back into society. The maestro of mind control continues to haunt America to this very day. Razor of Madness is available in paperback or as a downloadable ebook at Amazon.com. The concept of a new age has been around since the late 19th century, yet much of its original meaning has been lost. What exactly is the new age? Is it a religion? A collection of obscure esoteric practices? A series of doomsday predictions? Or an astrological event? The New Age Chronicles is a unique, complimentary publication bringing reason and grounded information to separate fact from fiction. Chuck full of valuable information to support you as we make the monumental shift into the new era. You won't want to miss a single innovative issue. The New Age Chronicles newspaper is coming soon to www.newagechronicles.com. The Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome to the Exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, and for the next four hours, I'm your host and your guide as together we cross the time-space continuum to this place that I call the Exxon. It's a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. It's a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. The Exxon comes to you Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern right here on the Exxon Broadcast Network, Talkstar Radio Network, Mutual Broadcast Network, 
Simul Radio and Simul TV and iHeart Radio. Now, if you'd like to send me an email, the email address is exxon at com on all social media sites, Exxon Radio TV. And to find out about the programming we have available for you 24 7, 365 on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. Exxon Nation, my first guest tonight is Stephen Lancaster. And uh, Stephen, Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, hello. How's it going? Good it's evening. It's going great. Thank uh, you. Thanks for having me on the show. My pleasure. Uh, just a quick rundown of myself. I, I started uh, conducting field or conducting research in the paranormal field in 1997. So it's I've been heavily involved with it for 21 years, I guess. It'll be 21 years this August. And uh, it was kind of, at the time I started, it was really low key Mm -hmm. and uh, it wasn't something you really discussed. It was just more or less kind of a hobby, but then it kind of turned into a career, so to speak. And then 10 years after I delve into it, I started writing books and uh, became an author uh, when it comes to paranormal research. I just chronicled my investigations and things I've experienced and witnessed and uh, done a little bit of television and things like that. But Mostly, my life is 24-7, you know, the unknown. The unknown. You know, I do the family thing, and, you know, I have a bunch of dogs like we talked about (laughs) before the show, and... Um, but it's, it's paranormal. I, I really enjoy it. I, I enjoy the, the challenge of some of it and, um, the experiences and the discoveries and the discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, just, it's just an interest of mine, I guess. Well, tell me what, what drew you into the paranormal? Well, like most people, everybody has an origin story. And right. in 1987, I was 10 years old and, uh, I guess as a side note, I grew up in a very strict military Baptist home. Um, wow, you I went can't to a, I went to a Christian that. academy. Yeah. So I, the point in saying that is mm-hmm. you didn't talk about this stuff. Sure. And and when I was ten years old, um, long story short, something woke me up in the middle of the night, and it was tugging on me. And it started uh, rather timidly, but then the more I kind of fought it, the more it pulled. You know, it pulled harder with more force to eventually affect me. Um, onto my stomach. So I was wow. sitting up in the bed, it grabbed my wrists, and you could actually see indentations on my wrist as if somebody was physically grabbing me. And it flipped me to where I was facing the bottom of the bed. And uh, I screamed, my parents came rushing into the room. They of course dismissed it as a nightmare, but I knew it wasn't, it was too real. And from that point forward, I started checking out parapsychology books, cryptozoology, anything occult science, you know, from the library, from school. Um, I would sneak it into the house. I would read. And then finally, after 10 years of uh, educating myself on what you know people thought they already knew or, or what is fact, um, I decided to kind of start conducting work in the field and taking other people's cases to try to see if I could find something similar um, to what I had experienced, something that would explain it to me. And uh, a neat little fact that goes along with that is 20 years later, um, after my folks had seen how involved I was in this and how they, they saw the books and they, you know, the whole author thing and all that. Uh, they were down for Thanksgiving in, um, 2007 and mom had finally told me that what happened was quote unquote real, that she had the same thing happen to her when she was 10 years old. And it gives me chills just to, as many times as I've recounted that story to people, right. it still gives me chills because she kind of validated that for me. 
So, so both you and your mother had your first paranormal experience at the age of 10? And Yes, sir, and it wow. was nearly the same exact situation. Unreal. And that's what got me into it, you know, and yeah. it's just snowballed from there. So tell us about your most epic or your most frightening paranormal experience that you've had, either personally or during an investigation. Uh, well, it was certainly uh, personal, and it was certainly during an investigation. <laughs> it was one of my favorites, actually. Um, it was uh, in St. Paul's, and it was this 88, 90-acre uh, former plantation. I, I believe the original plantation home was built in 1840, give or take. Right. And uh, this was one of the few cases out of hundreds that, that I've worked on that was actually violent. Hmm. You know, actually what you see on TV that they make out to be every day, you know. Um, but this this thing was violent. And uh, I've, I've wrote about it and I've shot some video about it and stuff like that because one of the most credible pieces of evidence I've ever seen came from that investigation. And we researched this location for about two years. Um, that's, that's one of the things I kind of pride myself on. You know, you watch the TV shows and they make it out like you can go in and out of a location six hours, eight hours, and you got it all figured out, you know? Well, you can't really be the client in six or eight hours if they've lived there for 20 years, you know? You, you've got to keep going back because sometimes you'll get something, sometimes you won't. Sometimes what you thought was, you'll later find out wasn't. And in this particular location, we were about a year and a half into it. And uh, she's now my fiance. At the time, she wasn't, but she was just a colleague, a research colleague. And we were up in the attic of this plantation home, completely abandoned. Okay, this, this uh, guy had purchased it to renovate it. And he started experiencing these things and called us in, long story short. But we're in the attic, which is the third floor. And the attic could... 100% be another whole level, another whole floor. It's not like your typical, you got to crouch down attic. It's another large room that spans the entire house. And there's two large windows on either side uh, of this attic. And the stairs you come up are in the center. Well, I had set up a $30,000 thermal camera up there and just aimed it across the entire attic. Well, Christina and I, there, there were these side panels in the attic where you could sit on the rafters. And we're sitting in there trying to do a communication session. And... I thought I was just getting tired, fatigued. I started to see movement all the way down on the other end on the rafters, like this black blob, so to speak. And I asked her, and her eyes started to fixate on it. And then it moved. Oh, boy. And it was, okay, yes, all right, I've definitely seen something. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot more to that, but we go, we go back downstairs, we get out of there, we go out to our base camp, our campers and all this other stuff. There was no power. We had to run from our campers. And... uh I decide the next morning, I thought that thermal camera was running the whole time. So I go back in there, I get the thermal camera, I bring it down, I start immediately reviewing it. And at the time that her and I are sitting out there in the rafters, the thermal camera is monitoring that entire space of that attic. You see from the right hand side, this bluish sphere come out from the wall about the size of a basketball, if we were to put it to scale. Yeah. You see it go past one window pane, then it disappears. By the time it gets all the way over to the left window pane, which is closer to where we were sitting on the opposite side of the wall, it's full-bodied. It's full-figured. Full manifestation. It, it looked like, I joked around and said it looked like Santa Claus, like somebody carrying a sack, which may have been a, you know, a slave. You know, there were a lot of Haitians at that time. That's um, who resided there in the slave quarters. And so it looked like somebody carrying a potato sack or something. And what really makes that interesting is at the time it went through that left pane, that left window, 
and entered the wall where we were at, that's when you hear my choice of words when my eyes fixated on what I thought I was seeing. So the timing couldn't be better. What I saw with my own eyes was a black mass, but the thermal camera actually showed a figure, a figure of a person. And, and just to finalize this story, what really truly makes it even more captivating is it came from the right, mm-hmm. you see it in the first window as a sphere, right. then it disappears because it's nothing but wall, then you see the next window and it's full bodied. That means whatever crossed was outside, not inside, or that thermal camera would have caught it the entire time. It only caught it in the windows, which means whatever that was, was outside three stories in the air. That to me is truly captivating. And I've held this piece of evidence dearly that that happened in 2012 and I have yet to meet its match as far as, you know, the, the work I've done. So how do you explain it as a paranormal investigator and researcher? How do you explain what you witnessed firsthand, what you have on thermal imaging? How do you explain it? I'm not sure how to explain it uh, as far as science is concerned, I right. guess. Mm-hmm. Um I learned a lot from that experience. What, what did you learn? Mainly because what I saw with my own two eyes mm-hmm. was black, solid black, but it, it was three-dimensional. It was mass. You know, so that tells me the naked eye saw black. Right. But the thermal camera, you saw the figure, you saw the different color tones, the different temperatures, um, and you saw it manifest from a sphere to the outline of a person, you know. Or what would be a person. All right, Stephen, stand by. You and I have to take our first break for this hour. Exonation Stephen Lancaster is our special guest. Facebook, he is forward slash author Stephen Lancaster. He's also got a Twitter account. He also has a Facebook page called Monster Vision TV. And if you'd like to visit his website, it is. I'm. Tell me what your website is again. MonsterVisionTV.org. Can't get any easier than that, can it? Stephen Lancaster and I return on the other side of this break as we continue here in the X-Zone with yours truly Rob McConnell from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't forget the June-July edition of the X-Chronicles newspaper is now available for you with our compliments at www.xchroniclesnewspaper.com. Modern Esoteric, Beyond Our Senses by Brad Olson, consummates the lifeology story about where humanity originates. It is the lost continents, the primitive wisdom, the mythos of creation, and the rethinking of ancient history as we are taught in academia. There is much more to the story than what we have been told. As this is the first book in the Esoteric series, Modern Esoteric starts at the beginning of time and accelerates up to this modern age. Future Esoteric is book two in the series and takes a forward-looking position ahead of today with an open and honest examination of the ET issue and various unexplained phenomena. To discover the writings of author Brad Olson, visit www.bradolson.com. That's www.bradolson.com. Are you or is someone you know struggling with addictions, depression, anxiety, relationships, low self-esteem, lack of confidence, grief, success, and prosperity? Do you know that your subconscious belief plays a big role in the outcome of your hard work? 
we can help you permanently change the beliefs that may be the reason for your struggles and failures. We care about getting you the return on your investment and the results you are looking for. We can help you be free of the limitations of your past and in realizing your highest potential. We work with people by phone and Skype. For more information, visit us at www.ritasoman.com. That's www.ritasoman.com. Do you think you have energy problems in your home? Do you feel better when you're away than when you're home? Joey Korn is a global leader in the world of dowsing who specializes in personal energy clearing and space clearing. He can help you create an ideal energy environment in your home no matter where you live in the world. Learn about his remote spiritual house cleaning services and much more at www.dowsers.com. You can get Joey's book, Dowsing, A Path to Enlightenment, as well as other dowsing books and tools, Kabbalah books, and Walter Russell books. Joey's work is really amazing. Go to dowsers.com right now. That's D-O-W-S-E-R-S dot com or call 1-877-DOWSING. That's 1-877-369-7464. At Kroger, we believe it takes the right team to bring you the freshest produce. That's why we partner with farmers who grow only the best. And that level of teamwork means better, fresher options time and time again. Working with farmers is what it takes to be fresh for everyone. Kroger, fresh for everyone. When you're a Boost member, you get free delivery, double fuel points, and lots more. Sign up at kroger.com boost.